0: For part two of homeschooling the little years. It's kind of how I deal with multiples, but I do agree with Stephanie, starting with the youngest. I have yeah. I've done that, Like if and, and I focus on reading. Yeah. I Even math, I will count with them sometimes, but focus on reading. If you can get reading down in a fun, exciting way, that is literally the foundation for every single other subject you are going to teach your child. -hmm. And like we already established, you can do that in twenty minutes or less a day, Mm -hmm. and make it fun. And they can start reading by the time they're five. I can almost guarantee if you're doing it right, doing it well, and staying consistent, they're going to be at a first grade level reading, and you'll be completely fine once they get there. There's like this moment and reading, yes, and it's like we made it through another kid. Like Mm -hmm. I made it through six kids. Well, and it's funny because. Mm -hmm.
1: You'll start seeing, they'll start reading signs. They'll start reading stuff. And I'm like, how do you know I
0: read that? It's it's mm -hmm. super
1: exciting for everybody involved. So Mm -hmm.
0: I think if you have more multiple kids, go ahead and enlist your other kids to help Mm -hmm. Um, and try to get a curriculum that isn't going to overwhelm the crud out of you. Like that's what I see a lot of homeschoolers do. Like they're trying to fit this and fit that in. In our homeschool, I don't do history every day. I have a dedicated history day for two hours of history we go through all three of our lessons for that week of history, and we sit down and I have it. It works for our family. It's a classical way of learning. Same thing with science. I was just telling Stephanie like there's dedicated days to that. That isn't going to butt into all of the like language arts, English, writing, all that stuff. That saved for the core four days of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we homeschool. Um, and homeschooling four days a week, like, was a game changer for me. Game changer. Mm-hmm. And then just doing the history on
1: another day i usually
0: do it on sunday or friday it's so you do four long. days too
1: yes all three of us do four days a week
0: yep I th- I, it's That's a game funny. changer it
1: really it is. is and yeah. what you can get done in those and like i said you still we still finish all of our work all the books and yep. a mm-hmm. decent it's still good we take a summer break so we I'm i mean may june and july off yep. so i shortened it even more
2: to that so we take fridays off Mm-hmm. although the teenager is due to finish this year. So she wants to school on Friday. She can do what she wants. Yeah. She schools at nighttime too. She's ambitious. You can do what you want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But so can Monday, yeah. yeah, Monday through Thursday, we're supposed to school, but Thursday during the school year is our co-op day. So I'm technically not teaching them. They're taking yeah. other subjects Which... from other people. And then I just talked to my husband this past year because trying to take on different businesses, He's now in charge of Wednesdays with the kids. So I only have to school Monday and Tuesday to begin them in their week. And I help throughout the week here and there, but I'm not doing the big things that I used to do. Mm -hmm. But let's go back to reading because I feel like that's a really big part of learning. And I want to hear the foundation. I I know you guys use, it's the foundation. You guys use the good and the beautiful. Mm -hmm. Have you always used The Good and the Beautiful? What do you love about teaching littles how to read with it?
1: I have always used The Good and the Beautiful. I've taught two of my girls how to read um, with The Good and the Beautiful. My oldest, we didn't start until six months into our homeschool journey. She went to public school kindergarten, and then I pulled her home for first grade. And so she already knew had the foundations of reading from kindergarten. And then coming in, we um, I started something different. I used All About Reading because that's what the... Oh, yeah charter school had recommended to me and she didn't love it. Um, And I was feeling like I was having to add all these other pieces and grammar and this and that. And somebody recommended the good and beautiful about January of our first year when she was in first grade. And I thought it was like 40 bucks at the time. I thought, well, I'll try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't then no harm, no foul for $40. And we absolutely loved it and have been there ever since. I've done all of their levels from preschool all the way through to level six. And, um, wow. My other two started preschool with that. And hands down, they have become phenomenal readers. I 100% it's solely on The Good and the Beautiful. Um, I think it's the repetition. It's the short lessons. They're not super daunting. Um, And it is the way that they put the phonics together and put the like OA and O U and then what they say and then you practice a bajillion words with those sounds, mm-hmm. not really a bajillion, but like fifteen in a lesson, but it's so short that it's not super daunting. Yeah. And then you do it again
0: in a couple lessons. And then you do it again. And so it it comes all together. So I think Stephanie has a blog post on homeschooling and I do as well. And I actually linked all of the resources I used for the little years all the way up mm-hmm. to eighth grade. What has worked for me, because this is the first year I've, act- no, this is the second year I've actually yeah. done Good and the Beautiful. Uh, for some reason, and I don't even recommend going through the whole book, but I love starting them out with um Leapfrog Letter Factory. Mm-hmm. I will them. play that for multiple weeks. Yeah. and And they love it yep we will enjoy that thing i don't care how many times i have to hear it i've heard that a zillion bazillion times Uh
2: uh-huh but that's how all of my Mm -hmm. kids have
0: learned and that i do that well before i even start doing anything to do with school and then i use why they're doing that i go through it's called rod and staff it's just like this most simple stuff just kind of teaching them art and like Mm -hmm. shapes and different stuff and then i have used um teach your child to read in a hundred easy lessons. I have never gone through all hundred lessons. Cause I think that it jumps too fast, which mm. some people might work for like Gil, it worked for him. He was like, but he wanted to read so bad, mm. but the rest of my kids, I only go through the first, like up to like lesson 60, but I repeat the first few lessons until I know the child can actually attach the the letters. Right. And then from there, I kind of move on to Dick and Jane and okay. And then um, I use, then from like first to third grade for their reading books, I use Pathway Readers, which is also from Rod and Yeah. However, I have been doing, I've kind of done all of it, but I've included the Good and the Beautiful this year. Mm-hmm. I've included the the Level K. um, And it is- And they're early true. readers. Yes, it is very, very true that- she knows and and can say so many more words because of their booster cards, the repetitive booster cards that she I only spend less than a couple minutes on it every single day right um so I do highly agree, so it's just making sure I think finding a reading curriculum that you feel good enough to read i feel I feel like because I've taught all my kids with one hundred and one easy lessons until this year because no last year is when I started Zoe. Um, I just kind of feel confident in that. But if you're going to teach it to either that one, or what's there's another one that's out there. It's called uh, is it all about reading all about reading. Yeah, yeah, that's what we started with all about. Okay. Reading. I know some people like, love that curriculum. I did get mm-hmm. it. I didn't love it. We I felt like it either. was too advanced. I personally felt like it was too advanced, or I couldn't I did, I just, it probably was just because I, it wasn't my teaching style. Right. That's why I really came down to. But I've yeah. heard a lot of people a love, it. like, that. And they have um as,
1: like another one that's called All About Spelling. So you can get some of their other stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. We just didn't love it yeah. for our family, but it may be a very good option for somebody else. Yeah.
0: But we're going to link, right. we're going to link both of those oh, yeah. blog posts. Stephanie has one and I have one I just put out because that is one thing I get a lot. It messages is yeah. like, what are you? do it. And I always, would always sit down and write a fresh message and be awesome. I'm like Here's right. the link. Yeah. Here's the link. Yeah.
2: Just put in the link. Um, yeah. I will say I'm a, I'm a little bit different than both of you. Although I did also do the leapfrog factory, know it well, can sing it even today. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what I, yeah. What I did differently was I didn't give him a curriculum and I got into, it was another person who I was listening to at the time, the read aloud revival. Um, she has a podcast. What is her name?
1: It's Sarah something, isn't it? Sarah McKenzie. Sarah McKenzie. Thank you, Kyle. Anyway, we
2: listened to Read Aloud Revival and it, it just made me want to, I heard story after story after story about how good it is to read aloud to your child, what it does to their brain while they're listening to you, even at an early age when they can't put the words together themselves. And then there was this one story that inspired me. It was a dad and for his in his child's entire life so like even going into high school and graduating every single night he sat down and he read aloud to his daughter and that was their thing that they did together they always and it just it grew with them so you do picture books but you never really stop doing picture books because you shouldn't ever stop doing picture books but he it just grew so they were reading um middle graders and then they were reading YA and then they're reading adult stuff but he was reading aloud to his daughter every single night And um, just just the phonics alone that they can learn from hearing you and putting it together. My son learned how to read only by the letter factory, painting, and then read alouds with mom. And then the early readers from The Good and the Beautiful. I didn't even get the curriculum. I just got the really, really early readers that shows you at the beginning what the sounds that the letters make. And they're very Dick and Jane-like he ran over I
0: love those yes
2: ran over there like those books right. I got those and the the pictures were beautiful for him but they were just the right size nice and tiny the way little kids like things you know itty bitty. so he's reading through it and he's he loved it and he graduated from that to the next one but we never overwhelmed him with you have to read this or why don't we sit down and read this together reading was always a treat that we did together and then the only other thing that we did that was different was the morning basket, which there's a morning basket podcast. Loved that one too.
1: We did that where too. Where it's,
2: did you? I love it. You put all these things together it's, that you're supposed to read in the morning and you just unload all this stuff to your kids. We you did that for
1: many years on how, like, that's how we started our homeschool day. Um, really? We sit down and do morning basket together. And then we yeah. move to the table.
2: See, I loved that. And yep. we've grown away from it. And yep. now
1: it's more like a morning feast. We all just like to eat together. Yeah, we do it at breakfast time and we kind of (laughs) do a Bible time and and read aloud and all that at Bible then. And then we go to the table, but we used to like eat breakfast, clean it up. And then everybody joined together in the living room and did a morning basket.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, And so I I still think though, that reading is the thing that has propelled my children into the love of learning because we set the stages early for them in reading. Yes. Yes, Everything else was just- you know, exactly. it, came, it came. together. Yeah. And I, I love
0: all the different perspectives yeah. here because there are moms out there that are not wanting to like have a curriculum or have. Yeah. There's, there's moms that just want to like kind of like ease into it and relax into it, and then there's moms mm-hmm. like I would say us right. that we need somebody to we say, do this page mm-hmm. and this page. Like, and we're like, okay, we check yeah. It off. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the yeah.
0: Other day I went. Yeah. Okay, so I love checking things off so much. I'm in there and I have this checklist. And I was checking things off from the day before <laughs> that I did just because I could check it off. And my husband comes in and he's <laughs> like, why are you checking that off? It's our right, history's gone. I was like, the satisfaction of checking a box. So for those moms who want love check box. checking boxes, that's good. But also know if you're not a mom who is that kind of person, right. who's willing to just like get your baskets out. And like, I love that. Like I've seen, yeah. what are you talented in? And like Ariel said, it's like, the reading is the most foundational. So, any other subject that you're trying to overwhelm your kid to drop the science, watch a YouTube right. video. Like, right. if they yeah. age, ask them, okay, so do you want to learn about bees? Fine, we'll look a YouTube video up about bees. That yeah. counts as science. If you're learning something and kind right. of talking about it, do a college yeah. if you're worried about science. However, at that age, even the public school system isn't necessarily extremely worried about science, no. they're more worried about the core subject. subjects. Yeah. So, just take the pressure off. If you have to start to get a little, start a little younger on reading eight, because you, you know, you feel like you want to, that's fine. Otherwise just be extremely easy about it. And there's a lot of other moms out there who either are strict and like the, like to check a box or they're like Ariel and are like, just let's ease into this. Let's read together. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Yeah. Know your teaching style and learn your students teaching style or learning style. And Mm -hmm. you, I don't care. How many different learning styles are in the house? Like, I have several different learning styles in my Mm -hmm. house. But because I am confident in my teaching style and I'm confident in their learning style, Mm. I don't really have a lot of issues with them. Right. Now, I don't want to go jinx it because I'm really enjoying the homeschool right now.
1: Mm -hmm. But so
0: far, like, I don't have a lot to complain about. But I think it's because I'm not not killing myself over it. I'm not you know, I'm not shoving it down the kid's throat in such a way that I'm like, you have to stand for, you know, several, even my high schoolers, if they, if I give them a subject and I say, you need to have this done, if they, they they can do it in as long or short a period of time as they want to, that's up to the student. And that's one of the things I love about homeschooling is each student gets to, gets to decide, like, do I want to sit here all day? And mom's going to make me just sit here and do my school. Or do I want to just get it done more times than not? There's enough excitement going on outside of nature that they want to get done with that book work and it gets done really fast. Mm -hmm. So just honing your focus in on the little years with reading and just being gentle with yourself and gentle with them. Like they're just little, just let them be little. (gasps) Yeah, and I will
2: say that on top of reading, I think the next step besides arithmetic, which it's a core foundation is writing and writing is teaching your children how to think. Mm-hmm. that's that's what that is how to be proficient thinkers in their world so that they develop their brain it's uh, i think it was jordan peterson right who talks about andrea you would know it's about how writing is one of the the things that developed the brain the most for children yeah. because it teaches them how to think yep um yeah and and that's difficult for a good amount of children who hate writing um And I've taught creative writing classes, formal writing classes for years to groups of children because I like it so much. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that that I tell in almost every single class is that when you write something down, it can outlive you. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And that's crazy to me. If you get your thought pattern to a certain point where you're writing something of value down that you're inspiring the next generation, it will outlive you. Mm -hmm. And so, Uh, we always ask the students, why do we write? Because that's, that's at the crux. If you're writing because you need to get an essay done, I don't think you understand the purpose of writing. Mm -hmm. You read, you really need to know before you start writing why you write. And that was one of the things that we introduced at a young age, because when I introduced it at a young age, why do we write? They understood, okay, now I understand why I'm writing. And sure they didn't understand the grandiose, you know, you're going to make an impact someday of value and yeah, yeah. you could write bills and legislature and you could do so much. You could write books and inspire. And like, we didn't go that far at a young age, but just understanding why we write was so huge to getting them to actually take that step when they didn't want to write. Why do I need to have good penmanship? Why do I need to learn cursive? Why do I need to write? You know? And so beyond reading. I think writing was the next one
0: yeah.
2: that and, was so huge for the littles.
0: And uh, there's actually some, um, I had, have to look it up because I've had this one for 11 years. I think it might still be online. I'll have to check, but I have this book. If you're trying to get your, your child to learn how to write and you just want a free resource, it was free. Mm-hmm. All I did is I printed it off and I put it in a bunch of sleeves. Um, and all of my kids have learned to write really well using this. This free resource. So I'm going to find that and see if I can find that. Otherwise, there's a ton of really good, like for preschool writing practice. Like, I know the mm-hmm. good people have some doodling ones you can do. You can find a bunch of free printables. Like, there's. Do you remember what it was called? Dinosaur something, dinosaur ABCs or something like that. And it was a free printable. I'll have to Google it when I get home um, and okay. I'll make sure it gets linked below. Like, yeah below. try to make sure if it's still live. I guess to kind of pull this all together. Mm. you want them to enjoy learning and not hate it so I guess the big thing is is just stop trying to teach it all Mm -hmm. yeah really hone in and focus let them be little get yourself together and like I think Stephanie like really hit the nail on the head if you're going to teach a little kid don't wait until the evening like yeah eat them breakfast clean it up and just show that excitement Right right away. Yeah. Because like that's what it is. Every yes. time I've done it first thing in the morning and get it out of the way, Cataline.
1: All of them. You have the whole yeah. yes. of them. If you're yeah. pulling them away from something that they else that they wanted to do or they're in the middle of, even if you get them to the table or to the couch or wherever you're doing your school at with minimal fight, they're not all there. They're still thinking about mm-hmm. the baby doll on the in the other room in the crib that they had tucked in and all of that. You know, it just when yeah. you can grab them right there, their bellies are full, they're alert, they're awake, and they're all in. Yeah. Now, I know this is little years, but in the for older ones, adjust to go back to the overwhelm. Adjust your schedule accordingly. So, with the little ones doing in the evening is just probably never going to work. They're, I don't know about you, but all mm-hmm. my toddlers and young ones are have been done by four o'clock. The day is shot. Mm -hmm. older ones if you Mm -hmm. just have a busy schedule a busy day it's okay to school at different times of the day it does work the best for my family and I know for your family to do it first thing in the morning and to be done by lunchtime but there are some weeks where it's okay to make that adjustment and there have been weeks where the entire week is just so busy we school after showers after dinner and my husband and I tag team it sitting around our living room And we just rotate. I love reading. He loves math. And we just rotate children. And it's an hour. And you know, that's okay. That is the beauty of homeschooling. And so just always remember that. Mm -hmm. Adjust for your family how it needs to work so that it's not stressful. It should not be a stressful time for you or your children. It should actually be really enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. That's the beauty of homeschooling. Yeah. Figure out what works for your family and- Mm -hmm.
1: and go with the flow which is really hard for me to do as your days progress yeah
0: Yeah. like i mean just make sure that whatever schedule you set up like try to be consistent for your kids sake um but it is i mean there's been times where i've had my kids do their school the night before specifically even if they weren't planning on it um just so that i had the whole day open Mm -hmm. like when we start co-op they were probably doing school on tuesday night Mm -hmm. so that Uh, any book work I need done for Wednesday so that on two on Wednesday I completely take off so which isn't a problem because that's our date night but just I think it's it's very key as a homeschool family to really figure out what works for you you're not a public school yeah just just don't try to be no because you're going to end up like really really damaging your own mind and your kid's mind by trying to force that schedule down
1: well and you'll end up hating it Yeah, that that's not what homeschool is. I yeah. had a lot of people during COVID reach out to me about homeschooling and they're like, how do you do this? And I'm like, what you're doing is not homeschool. No,
0: <laughs> that no. Misinflu-
1: that's not homeschool. Don't know. And, and people are like, oh man, I don't know how I'm like, what you're doing is not no. homeschool. So don't, you know, you can't compare that. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different way of learning and we need to be okay with letting it be a totally different way of learning. If this is the path that you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be on and the choice that you made for your family. So just go in with a very open mind and, um, have fun with it. It should be a non-stress. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: find the inspiration that you need in the season that you're in. So if you're in a season where everything's busy and you need to unschool for a while, which means, uh, pretty much learning through living what you're doing, find, find inspiration, find other people who have done it and have done it well. And, and let, let yourself be inspired that for a season, that's what you're going to do. Yep. Find find all the resources. And I know Andrea, you've got resources, Steph, you've got resources. Mm -hmm. We're going to link all a whole bunch that we didn't even talk about today down in the resources so that you can just poke away and see if there's something there that inspires you.
0: And realize that cooking is school. cleaning is school gardening Gardening is school school. like laundry is school everything you Mm do everything you're teaching your children at home going to the grocery store it's school it's all school yep
2: yep menus is school like looking at grasshoppers is school
0: what i just saw a quote the other day it Mm -hmm. said um life is learning and learning is life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's very true everything we do is and, and if you could start seeing the way you live and even you're still in an education. Yeah. You're still getting an if education. If you're smart,
1: you will be learning for the rest of your life. Yes. Okay. That's what I try and tell my kids. If yep. you are yep. smart, you will learn for the rest of your life. Yep. That's right.
0: Yeah. And so take the pressure off yourself. Hopefully this encouraged you not to be overwhelmed through little years and please, mm. if you could at all help it, don't make your kids sit down for six to eight hours a day. Not even an hour at this age. Like, yeah, like that's just, yeah. I mean, uh, we won't judge you if that's what you're doing. If you love it and your kid loves it, then by all means. Fine. Yeah. 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 That is, I think, maybe how we should end this
1: is to know that no two homeschool families are the same. Yeah. No. Even if you are similar, you're not the same. Yeah. The way you do things, the way you um, approach things, the way you teach are going to be different. And that yeah. is okay. So, For all of us, it has worked worked 20 minutes or less for these younger age. But if you and your child are not fighting through that and you guys are doing multiple hours a day and loving it and that's Mm -hmm. what's working for your family, go for it. But Mm -hmm. no, you don't have to do that. If it's a fight tooth and nail, think through what you're doing and maybe you should pull some of that back. Um, But never compare yourself to another homeschool family. Don't take mine or Andrea's or Ariel's and try and mimic our days and our homeschool, because it's never going to work that way. Um, Even if we have similar lifestyles, it's never going to work. Your schedule is different. Your husband's schedule is different. Your family's different. Your dynamics are Mm -hmm. different. How many children you Mm -hmm. have. So Their abilities. Even you could have the exact same number of kids, the exact same ages, but the abilities of those children are different. The way they learn are different. There's just so many dynamics that go into it. So Never take any homeschool advice and think that's how I have to do it. Take what you can out of it lots of advice and create your own homeschool and you will thrive in it
0: yep give yourself yep. lots and lots of grace mm-hmm. through this time and cherish
2: cherish the little years because they go so fast they do and then they're gone and you don't get them back I know yeah
0: sadness yep. <laughs> sad and emoji sad. there <laughs> sad and very sad but the other day I was walking with Gill uh, Gil and I've doing you know doing some tea time I think with him I think I was on a walk with some and uh as a mom of I still have littles and I'm I don't even know if I even said this on the podcast yet but we're expecting another one in January mm-hmm. and I just was thinking like the little years are so fun and I've been so sad to see this like I tell my kids all the time like I don't want I cannot even imagine being away from you I cannot like I love being with my kids yeah. but then I was thinking The teenage years are pretty stinking awesome. Yeah. Like this is a whole nother phase of life Mm -hmm. that I need to embrace as much as I have embraced the little years, Mm -hmm. even though it's sad to me that I won't have those anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: I have a totally different relationship with now. Mm -hmm. I I can talk about deeper things. Mm -hmm. Um, We can learn things together. They're teaching me things now. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are subjects those kids are smarter than me on. Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. just for the record, I'm a terrible speller, but. I have kids that I go to and I ask, Hey, how do you spell this? And they know how to spell it Yeah. because mm-hmm. it's, and that's another thing. Don't, don't think your mom brain and everything, you know, is dependent on what your kids are going to know, because some of my kids have outsmarted me in some areas. Yeah. Oh, so hundred yeah. percent. I'm really proud of that. Like I'm super excited. Right. Yeah. But if you're going through the little years, yes, they're. They the, can be daunting. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. Me and they're embrace them and be excited but yes. if you're also one of those moms that is, has some little ones but has older ones too those years are equally as awesome and yes. embrace those just as much as you did the little years yeah, for sure yeah. so,
2: mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: and happy homeschooling yes yep and we'll wrap it up and we will see you guys on episode 14
2: you've been listening to the whole topic podcast To hear more, to see behind the scenes, or to get a hold of us directly, visit our socials, Facebook, and Instagram, The Whole Topic Podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Andrea, visit her blog at DearMark23.com, where she talks about whole foods, whole grains, and whole living. If you'd like to hear more from Stephanie, visit TheRanchersHomestead.com, where she talks about simple living, gluten-free recipes, and farm life. If you'd like to see more from me, visit wildandforestcare.com, where I talk about simple living, wild recipes, and natural remedies. Thank you for listening, and God bless.